On this episode of the 2X e-commerce podcast show, I'm going to be talking about e-commerce metrics you must start measuring going forward in 2017. Welcome to 2X e-commerce, the e-commerce marketing growth podcast where you ask questions and I, Kenei, answers them. Also hear from proven marketing growth experts who are number one or number two in specialist areas of online retail marketing. So if you work in or own an online retail business, listen in, get involved, join me, and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce growth. So on the inbound marketing strategies, how do you beat Amazon? Natural search and our search engine position is critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all. My favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one. It's your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh, your customer lifespan. I'm Kune Campbell. Let's get rolling. Hi guys, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. This is Kune Campbell, your host and you know, every week I am here on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and I'm just here to share information, knowledge that would guide you towards building a better e-commerce store, towards getting more revenue and growing the online stores you manage as an e-commerce manager or, you know, the e-commerce stores you own as an e-commerce owner. And, you know, every week I'm here and I turn up basically. And if you have any questions, as I always say, you could hook me up on Twitter using the hashtag 2x ecommerce or just um, at me or, you know, get in touch with me on on the handle Kunati Campbell, you know, on, on, on Twitter or the 2x ecommerce, you know, handle on, on, on Twitter. And I would be more more than happy to, to answer any questions that you have. On um, this episode, and the other thing I would, before I start out the episode is to to ask you, you know, if you are not subscribed yet, you know, to, to this show on, you know, whatever platform you it is, you, you access this from, please subscribe. If this is the first time you're actually hearing this episode, please just um, hit the subscribe button. If, if you're into e-commerce, you know, you just hit, hit the, hit the subscribe button. There'll, there'll be a few things you learn, you know, every now and then. On today's episode, as I, you know, earlier alluded to, I'm going to be talking about e-commerce metrics, e-commerce metrics. And I'll start off from a quote by Plato, which is, a good decision is based on knowledge and not on numbers. That's really, really, you know, insightful. Not just numbers, but on knowledge. And if I was to sort of translate that or, you know, um, translate that to you, I'd say that knowledge, you know, in terms of a good decision is based on really in today's lingua, that knowledge is called insights. And insights only exist off the back of your data and an understanding of how the data you have to hand relates to the bigger picture, to the marketplace in which you operate in. Okay. But you need to have your data, but you need to connect that data with what is outside. So you need a macro perspective and your micro data to guide your insights, actually bring out insights. And that's how sort of the cleverest people make decisions, the most successful people make decisions, because they're able to 
contextualize their the information they have at hand to 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 other nodes of data and to a bigger picture and and you know there's that self awareness based off on data and they, they now reconnect it to to other more um independent or interconnected concepts in which they operate in okay um i hope that's not too complicated but that's what i mean so what this this episode is going to talk about really is the first bit which is the data and on subsequent episodes of the 2x e-commerce podcast i'll be talking more around how to interrelate the data that you have with like external you know um factors what you should be looking at so you 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 kind of wake up you know those nodes um when you're thinking and um you start to think about a much more bigger picture okay right um it would vary you know as i said and you know that there are also some other less tangible less analytical you know um points you should you should think about um or not think about what you feel you know especially when you're doing when when you're into you know very visual you know things so you know just understanding trends and the direction you know things are headed you know so that that that, that more is got feeling but well, besides that you know data would take up um, 70% of will, will constitute 70% of the insights you you need and then that remaining 30% will come from from other areas mm-hmm. so let's dig into e-commerce metrics and um how i view managing e-commerce metrics e-commerce metrics is what i i manage e-commerce metrics for for my clients you know anytime for clients i work on a regular basis i will have a dashboard set up and that dashboard will be religiously updated you know on a regular regular basis some are um on a weekly basis um, I prefer to automate that. Um, others are on a fortnight basis, but the most popular updates were a monthly, you know, where we track back and we have, you know, deep insightful meetings on the data. And, you know, sometimes you could, you could, if you don't have sufficient data, you panic, right? So imagine if like you were in um, the home improvement space, and for the first time in November, you realize that, oh my goodness, um, we didn't have sufficient sales in, in November and December and we're, you're, you're in a state of panic. Well, trends, overall industry trends show that November and December are generally quite very quiet, you know, days or months or periods in, in, in the home improvement space. So you may not necessarily need to panic, but you should be planning. You know, that's, those are your incubation periods, okay? So, so that's where I'm talking about, you know, the numbers, insights, and, you know, knowledge, overall knowledge, you know, comes to play. So here's how I, I like to, to look at it. I like to look at it from e-commerce funnel standpoints, you know. So you need to sort of look at your e-commerce, your, your funnel, your sales funnel. If you don't have a funnel, um... <laughs> or if you don't have knowledge that um, your entire marketing, it, you know, hinges on a funnel, then you need to either learn, you know, what funnels are all about, or hire someone who, you know, who, who who's into funnels, because that that is a fundamental of of um of marketing, and you know, um, funnels basically, you know, constitutes the entire pathway to which you acquire customers, you know. And um, even beyond to which customers actually help you acquire new customers. So at the top of the funnel, 
we would typically have that awareness, you know, where people are discovering your brand, you know, so largely through advertising, through organic word of mouth, they basically, you know, are um, just coming across your brand and obviously starting to realize the need of your product. They're discovering the need to use your product or your brand. The next stage is beyond that. It could happen within seconds, the next stage, or it could happen after several touch points, you know, after several, you know, exposures to, to your brand. So maybe they watched you on TV, then saw you on Facebook, and then a friend talked about you. And then, you know, they eventually got to a need to, to, to use your service. And then they search on Google, or they just type out your name on the search engine, or they click through your Facebook page to your website. That is the second stage in the funnel where it's more inbound traffic to your store, right? So within the inbound traffic to your store, you're, you know, they're, they're interacting now, you know, with, with, with you, with your store, you know, they're, they're now, you know, in your space, you know, that's the second step. This, the, the third step is while they're interacting, you need to convert them. And um, the way I view that third stage, which is the conversion stage, is split in, in half. The one half is conversions, micro conversions. So you being able to acquire the email, right? You've been able to acquire the cookies for your Facebook retargeting. You know, you've been able to acquire some bits of information that would enable you get in touch with that particular, you know, visitor or potential customer in the future. So email capture is a primary micro conversion and obviously the secondary micro conversion and the core micro conversion obviously is a sale, you know, when you eventually make a sale. So you could acquire an email and then you could, you know, um, eventually send them, you know, some incentives, you know, through, through, um, by email towards, you know, making that their first purchase, right? The other, depending on your business, there, there are other conversions that can actually occur. Say you are selling um, flooring or you are selling um, furniture. In, in a furniture scenario, you could send um, samples of fabrics of the furniture, like sofas. So if you're doing a totally free sample figure, then you'd be looking at, you know, how many, well, we'll, we'll get into all the details, but you, you'd also be sending samples. Okay, so beyond that, once you've acquired a customer, you need to also measure how long they stay, you know, with you. The third, the fourth stage in the e-commerce funnel really is the, the lifetime, you know, the, the the retention, right? So it's it's down to retention. How how are you what how you what are you doing to measure repeat orders, customer lifetime value, purchase frequency, and the like? And then finally, 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 the, the fifth stage is advocacy, you know. So have you been able to stimulate a really superior, you know, user experience that that delights customers, that creates happiness, that enables them to just tell their friends organically, you know, um, about your, your your brand? And you need to put measures in place to understand the satisfaction levels your existing customers have, you know, about you, you know, and you could segment that based off and, you know, you know, first time customers, you know, people who've just purchased stuff from you to, um, you know, people who've purchased stuff from you several times and you could compare and contrast that level of satisfaction. So if it's diminishing, 
then, you know, that you're going in the right direction, in the wrong direction. So imagine if like customer satisfaction level was like nine out of 10, you know, when they made that purchase, experience your brand for the first time. And then if someone's purchased like 10 times, they're, they're rating your brand like five out of 10. It means that you're diminishing in service, you know, and you're not taking care of your existing customers. So you need to look at all those trends. So the the essence of this part one episode of um of the the metrics, I'm I'm going to go through two the first two bits, and then the part two of this will go through revenue retention and advocacy. I'll just give you a lowdown of the steps of the funnel, which which I um which I just said, um, which I just uh, yeah shared with you. The first one is discovery, analyzing impressions. Second is consideration when they're on your website, you know, interacting with you. The third is revenue, where you measure micro conversions at email capture and um, you're measuring sales, average order value, and the like. Um, the fourth is retention, you know, um, repeat orders. And then the fifth is advocacy, which is customer satisfaction. So let's dig in to discovery. Okay, so at the discovery stage, right? At the discovery stage, it is all about tracking awareness, you know, tracking awareness of specific products, you know, in your portfolio or your actual brand. You know, how many people actually know, have experienced, have seen, you know, your your brand? And a lot of it, I, I like to split it in half, which is really, you know, organic impressions and paid impressions, okay? The, the key thing you need to be aware of here is, you know, um, you will have to, have to, you know, track this, you know, on, on, a, on, 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 a, on a dashboard. And um, it is really, um, you know, being able to track brand awareness, you know, so brand awareness. So the first, the first metric I, I would, you know, um, I'll, I'll track top of the funnel and which is like super important to me is brand name search, brand name search. What What is brand name search? Brand, brand name search is how many people actually search in your brand. Just think about it. If you just set up a, a new, a new brand or, you know, a new sort of um, brand, you know, that does um, furniture, for instance, say you, you're creating custom, you know, standing, you know, desk for, 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 for home offices or for, for, for offices in general. You know, and um, you're new to the market. You know how many people actually know your brand? How many people are going to be searching for your brand? Not not that many, right? Till you start to put, you know, um, you know, marketing and branding initiatives in place that creates that awareness. You know, so you do some content marketing. You could be doing, you know, um, social media. You could be doing, you know, search. You're exposing yourself, right? And the more you expose that brand, the more people, would, you know, when they're in buy mode, will just type out your brand on Google or on any search engine, basically, and get, you know, get in touch with you via, via the search engines or even, you know, um, over, over to your Facebook page. So in, in my opinion, and I've said this, you know, if you listen to the show regularly, I, I always say brand name search is it just is the most important metric, you know, you want to measure to understand the health of your brand and health of your business, um, bar, you know, revenue. Okay. So from a marketing standpoint, you know, you want to really measure, you know, how many people actually search your brand on a regular basis and see what direction it's going. If, if you start out the year with 10,000 people searching for your brand and you end up the year, you end up at the year with 100,000 people searching for your brand, I will guarantee you a more than 2x, even 
5x increase in revenue just off the back of, you know, that metric. It it correlates very strongly with um with revenue. It's it's not exactly a, a causation because if you were if it was if you're negative in the news and people are actually searching for your brand, then that's an anomaly. But 80% of the time when that happens, when you're able to increase people who, who actually search for your brand, you will have a bigger business, basically. And you, you want to, so here are the channels, here's where you actually get the data from, from brand name search. Um, first place I look at is Google Search Console. Now, in the UK, Google accounts for about 80% of search, you know, search across the board. And for, for me, um, that's sufficient enough gauge um to 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 understand in the market you know and brand name search so I, I would use that i'll tap into google if you're in the us where google is um i think about 65 percent then you may want to also tap into the google um the equivalent google web um, bing you know webmaster tools which is um bing's um um equivalent on google search console and what you really want to do is look at the um the metrics impressions and you also want to look at queries and you want to you know put that on a monthly basis to look at the health of your business i do that you know for, for a lot of my customers um the other place you want to look at um, and this is depending on if you have the budget is google adwords if you don't have a brand if you have a budget for a brand name search campaign let it run all the time right when it runs all the time it would collect impression data right? You're doing this for, for collection of impressions. You could be doing it for, for, for several other things. But if your Google AdWords is running all of the time, all of the time, and you're obviously on page one for all of the time, Google would send you the metrics of the number of people actually search for your brand. We're not really looking at click-through rates here. It would just It's just another source of, um, of impression count. The other, you know, um, way to do it is obviously to to use the Google keyword planner you know tool to 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 get some actual search volume you know um data but that's what I do that's the most important thing, you know metric on there um so besides brand name search um the other things you really need to be measuring really are your organic impressions you know your organic impressions across the board across several channels by organic impressions you know I mean um, you know, how many people actually searched for you organically? You know, how many how many times has your brand actually been appeared? You look at, um, you know, um, your Facebook, your Instagram. They have an impressions metric. It's called reach. You know, um, YouTube has got something similar. Every social media platform, most social media platforms will have, you know, something like that. YouTube has it. Um, if you're working with influencers and... Um, you, you ask them to, you definitely want to ask them, you know, to, to provide impression, you know, um, impression counts of, you know, how many people actually seen, you know, the post they, they've, they've helped you, you know, um, publish on your behalf. If you do TV, you need to understand the number of people actually viewed your TV adverts. This is basically an understanding of, you know, the number of people that have come across your brand, you know, organically. So the the other thing is, it, and the other thing is that it doesn't need to be pin sharp accurate. You just need to get an idea and be consistent to the way you you you, you get you know the data. Okay. The other thing you definitely want to do is um, paid. You want know, you want to measure you know paid media search. It's a lot more accurate than organic. So you want to do you know all your paid channels, um, whether it's you know search social video. Um, if you're, you, if it's, um, you know, TV advertising again, you know, you really want to, you know, tap into that. 
and you want to bring everything together, right? You want to bring everything together. So you understand the key thing really for the impressions, you know, understanding your impressions, as I said at the start, is just understanding, you know, the number of people, the number of eyeballs, you know, the number of ears, you know, <clears throat> number of people, number of minds that, um, your mind share, basically, the number of, um, you know, people who've actually, you know, come across and know your brand. So the next stage is the consideration stage. And at the consideration stage of the funnel, you're really working, all of your marketing efforts really is convincing potential and existing customers to engage with your brand. This is just engagement, obviously, with the end goal being purchasing your brand. But you want them to positively engage understand, you know, interact with, with your brand. And one of the things you definitely want to look at is on-site, you know, traffic, on-site traffic. But the key question you want to ask yourself at the consideration stage is what portion of people that have come across our brand are actually engaging, engaging with, with our brand. So what you really want to look at is inbound traffic to your store, and social media engagement. You know how, you know, what channels expose your brand to the market and how are they engaging with with, with your brand? So obviously if you you have a physical retail store, there, there are other there, there are other metrics to look at, you know, footfall traffic and, and like we're not talking about um, you know, um offline retail, well bricks and mortar retail, we're talking about online. So it's the, the core channels you interact with um with 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 your potential customers or existing customers really is, is your website and social media, you know, in general online. So on site metrics, I'm gonna keep it really um succinct here. You definitely want to use a tool like Google Analytics to track, you know, um all of those interactions. On, on site. There's also mix panel. There's mix panel, there's hip analytics, and there's clicking. The key thing you really want to do here is, you know, measure interactions with your website. You know, you need, you're just looking at interactions with your website. Okay. So, um, one of the key things you want to look at, um, sessions, which pretty much are, well, the way going on looks at it are, you know, um, sessions at so it's pretty much end after 30 minutes of inactivity. You want to look at um, users um, who are not necessarily unique, you know, to most um, platforms because they're based off on cookies. So if I was to browse on my mobile phone, unfortunately, and, you know, browse on a desktop, there'd pretty much be two cookies and those would be taken as two users. What you can do is um, hack on what's called session unification and what session unification does is it um, integrates your um, login, your login data, basically, on your website with analytics. I wrote an article about it on um, practicallyecommerce.com. If you just t- type out um, session unification, prime e-commerce or ses- session unification, Kunay Campbell, you'd you'd find the the more technical, you know, um, bits of implementing implementing it. Basically, it. It makes Google Analytics understand um, logged in users on your site. So rather than just always referencing um, cookies, it references their, you know, their logged in data, basically. And um, it just enables you better track user interaction users on your website. Um, then you also need to, to look at uh, metrics such as, you know, how many people actually logged in, how many users are logged in, you know, to my site and how many are not logged in, how many are returning versus not returning time on site or engagement metrics such as in a time on site bounce rate average session duration also need to be tracked um, from a google search console standpoint which is what you use to manage your seo 
You want to look at clicks from Google. You want to look at average click-through rates from Google. You want to look at, you know, your average position, you know, on, on Google right across the board. There are other, you know, engagement metrics you want to look at, which is more in the realm of um, email, you know, engagement metrics. You want to know how fast your email list is growing. You want to understand your email bounce rate. You want to understand your open rates on emails. You want to understand your email click-through rate. So, you know, for, for every email you send, you know, what percentage of people not only open it, but what percentage of people actually click through on the links you, you have on your email. Um, you want to look at your email conversion rates, you know, how much um, revenue is our emails getting. One other thing you would definitely want to do with your email is you want to UTM tag links in your email. Most um, email um, automation platforms or email marketing platforms enable you just to automatically UTM tag. It's just a checkbox, you know, where they just UTM tagging. What that does is when you go into the campaigns tab in um, your um, Google Analytics, and most analytics platforms, you're able to just see right there, you know, um, which of your email campaigns actually generated revenue. Okay. You also want to understand, you know, your unsubscribe rates on email. So these are all interactions because you're, you know, you're, you're, you're interacting with um, people, you know, on site, you know, via email, via social, and you're trying to get, you know, how, you know, they're, they're, they're reacting to the content, you know, they, they're, they're interacting with. Okay. The the other area you want to look at is social media engagement. You know, your social media en engagement metrics, um, likes per post. You want to get that an average of that per platform. You want to look at shares per post, you know, right across all platforms. You want to look at comments per post, you know, um, you want to look at clicks per post. So if you're very active, I, I don't necessarily recommend doing this across the board for every single, you know, email platform. By now, you may have realized that some platforms actually work really well for you. So you may have sort of drilled down and, you know, be, you know, focused you may be putting all your focus on two core platforms. So in the fashion e-commerce space, um, the two core platforms, a lot of um, brands tend to pay attention to uh, Instagram and Facebook, right? Um, others are also now putting Snapchat into the mix. So you may just want to look at, you know, the engagement metrics on those platforms quite regularly or ask your social media teams to bring this data. The other thing I wanted to say now um, is... <clears throat> that um, one key thing to bear in mind is you do not necessarily have to fill in all of these blanks. If you work with a team, all of these metrics on your dashboard, if you work with a team, assign certain members of the team the task of updating certain metric fields on a regular basis. So your email marketing team email marketing person can update the email metrics. Your social media team can update the social media metrics. Your SEO guy can update the SEO metrics. Your PPC team updates the PPC metrics. And then you have a quality control person who checks right across the board. That's the best way to do it. And when everybody's held accountable, you know, um, it, it, it really works. And I'd suggest that you use a, a SaaS um you know, spreadsheets such as Google Sheets, you know, um, just because it's collaborative, okay? So this is, this will wrap up um, part one of e-commerce metrics you should measure. Next episode, I'm going to talk about the three other stages of the e-commerce funnel, revenue, retention, and advocacy, and the metrics to measure in at those stages. Until the next show, everybody, 
do have a fantastic one. And remember that um, if this is your first time listening to this, you like what you've heard. If if you're listening to this point and you like what you've heard, just hit the subscribe button, you know, on on whatever platform you, you, you use, whatever app you use. And until the next show, do have a fantastic one, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. So that was a wrap on this week's episode of 2X e-commerce. Remember, you can catch me every week and also send your questions and comments on Twitter using the hashtag 2XECommerce. Keep yourself in the loop by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. It only takes a few seconds and it means you'll get the most up-to-date episodes to help you grow your online store. Do have a good one till I catch you on the next show. Bye-bye.